0: Hi, everybody! It's episode four hundred and sixty-eight of Podquest. Hey, Bing. it is Wednesday, August second, twenty twenty-three. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. I am here. I gotta say that that woo that that was a fucking lackluster woo this time, guys.
1: I, I mean, it, it was about as luster as I put into it normally.
0: I don't know. Normally, you guys come. You got a little oomph
1: to it usually.
0: I'm tired from what. Uh, concert? Because of course there were no concerts this week.
2: I was at one last night. I don't believe you. Arrows in Action.
0: I almost went to that.
2: They were good. Look,
0: this I like is... them.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> <Keep> Go. <going. laughs> um, who
0: who do they play with?
2: Oh uh, God.
3: Was
0: it Honey Revenge too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I was like on the fence about buying tickets for that, but I knew I had a full day today and yesterday was a long day, so I'm like, nah, I'm I'm gonna skip it. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, how I, are you uh,
1: doing? I, I, uh, this is the, my last five and a half hours of being 34. Uh, um, oh shit, that's right huh? Tomorrow's your birthday. Spending it talking to you fuckers. Uh, but also I woke up this morning at six o'clock with the belly hurts because my body really, 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 really needed to poop. And apparently oh, I didn't geez. poop enough when I went to bed. So. How many times do you poop? I'm usually a morning pooper. That's the thing. I'm usually a morning pooper anymore. Um, but I get, my, my stomach's been all sorts of out of whack because of acid reflux and stuff. Like I'm taking two different kinds of acid reflux medicines and I still get affected by it right now. So like I'm, I, you
0: you just, you just need to transfer your consciousness to like a different vessel. I'm
1: I'm just, I'm waiting, waiting for the day that I can go into a robot. I really am. Yeah. But then I won't be able to eat anymore. So like,
0: it depends, depends what sort of robots we come up with.
1: I mean, sure, maybe if androids, but like, would they have the same taste receptors? But you know what? I'd, I'd be able to eat gluten again, so that would be nice.
0: What if you can't though? What if that's the one thing they don't figure out, is how to make an android, like, process gluten?
1: Then I already, I'm already used to it then. So it's, 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 it's a, that's... it's a, it's a no lose situation right there.
0: But think about the fuck you. Like you do that. That's the one thing you forget to ask about, and you, you get like a list of things you can't do, and it's gluten, and that's <laughs> the only thing on the list. Is gluten. <laughs>
1: what's what's it happen? It gums up the internals too much to where like yes. you actually start to cease to function. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, great. Um, but that also leads to the question: Do androids dream of electric sleep? Electric sheep?
1: They probably dream of electric sleep for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna let that. Yeah, by. I'm not gonna let no. that by. No, look, it,
0: it is a sentence to say, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that that's the, the original story that Blade Runner was based on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. there's actually, yeah. I, I know this has nothing to do with, with any of this discussion, but I had seen, uh, I think it was a Vsauce, uh, short today on YouTube and there's a book that's just called this bo- book will make you go to sleep or will make you tired or something like that. Or will... I think the book is this book will put you to sleep and it is literally like a book about boring. And all the dull and boring, and there's like three pages of just counting sheep. Nice. Um there's a page about all the different kinds of spoons. Um, what was what was there was a page where like the the words are in a circle, like the the not the words the uh, the text like the 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 dialogue or the like whatever sentences you're reading are spiraled into a into the point of a spiral, which I guess causes your eyes to circle and fatigues them and makes them heavy. Oh. Chase is throwing up. Hold on, guys.
0: Right. So, speaking of, um, eating and bodily stuff, Drew, uh-huh. did you happen to listen to, um, Voicemail Dump Truck from last week?
2: Nah, I haven't really taken in much Giant Bomb stuff, like, everything since all the old crew have gone.
0: Well, I know for a while there you were still listening to, um, Dump Truck every week.
2: Yeah, I'd, like, pop in on stuff every now and then.
0: Um. So this past week, one of the questions I just thought this this was funny because it's a very Dan answer. Uh Um, one of the questions was like, if you if you could have all of your financial everything covered for the rest of your life, um, and all you had to do was eat a bathtub full of a food while sitting in said bathtub, would you do it? And what food would you eat? Um, and like like they got they got into a little bit of like specifics like it would just be filled up to like your waist so it's, we're not talking like filled up to the rim of the bathtub but that's still a lot of whatever food um and you would get like water breaks and stuff like that so like and no time limit take as long as you need to eat it what do you think dan picked uh taco bell mac and cheese oh yeah okay no <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his his that was his initial pick his reasoning he eats an entire Stouffer's family size mac and cheese and is still hungry uh-huh. So, eating a bathtub full of mac and cheese, no problems.
2: <laughs> yeah, th- that sounds like a very Dan answer.
0: I'm sorry. I'm fucking up. This was not on Voicemail Dump Truck. This was on um, Fire Escape. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Still, it's a very Dan question. Uh-huh. Um, he then said at one point that Skittles, that he is pretty sure he has already mm. eaten a bathtubs worth of skittles in one sitting
2: no no, he hasn't <laughs> just
0: no <laughs> and like it's it's mary and mike maharty uh-huh. so like mary will not doesn't suffer his bullshit and was literally like you're coming here in december i will give you a hundred dollars and i will fill my bathtub with with skittles if you'll eat them all and dan's like i, I can do it like i'll do it for a hundred dollars i love skittles
2: that that just would like, be an obscene amount of skittles
0: yeah it, I'm going like,
1: to say, I don't really care for Skittles. You know, you're not wrong. I think they're overrated. Uh,
0: I like a Skittle now and then. I am never going to buy a bag of Skittles.
1: No, you know what fruity candy I'm, I'm all for? Mike and
0: Ike Starburst?
1: No, I. you know what? I don't really care for Starburst either. But you like Mike and Ike's? Mike and Ike's are great, man.
0: I mean, they're they're like the abandoned stepchild of fucking jelly beans. They're mediocre at best.
1: Uh, they're better than jelly beans because they're bonker long- they're not bean- neither shaped. of them are they're not <laughs> bean shaped uh but no if 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 i have to choose uh out of any sort of fruity candy it's gonna be my and Ike's. Um, and i mean on- they are I-
0: less they're they're less like chewy so like i can understand that like you get the you get the flavor but you don't have that like i have to chew them for an hour and they're gonna be stuck in my teeth mm. but like if somebody has like a bowl of skittles i'll eat a skittle um, Just
2: if, one? You'll p- take exactly one out of the bowl?
0: Absolutely. Just one.
1: Cobb's the one who... who no. Cobb's Cob, the one who goes into the bowl of M&M's, eats them, and thinks they're Skittles and gets upset.
0: No. But I would totally be the person who, to mix it like a bowl of M&M's and Skittles just to fuck with people.
1: You know what? I... Yes. Do it. Always. <laughs> just because. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, next, time you're, next time
0: you're over, I'm just gonna have a big bowl of fucking M&Ms and you're gonna have forgotten this conversation. You're gonna be really fucking disappointed.
1: Look, I, I, I'm not saying I hate Skittles. I'm just saying yeah, they're overrated and but, there's there's better candy out there. So like, I'll, I'll enjoy myself some Skittles. For sure. Yeah,
0: but if you, if you take like a handful of fucking candy and you start chewing it and half of them are fucking chocolate and the other half are Skittles, you're gonna be fucking upset.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. You, uh, you, uh, underestimate my ability to recognize M and M's and Skittles. They are severely different shapes. Well, not severely, but Skittles are much fatter shapes than M and M's. But like, that's why you got to get the crispy M and M's that are like the exact yeah. same size. Exactly. <laughs> Which then like,
0: everyone's going get get to be dis- regular M and M's.
1: Everyone's just going to be disappointed at that point if you're getting crispy M and
0: M's. I like crispy M and M's.
1: I mean, everyone's going to be disappointed because it's going to make me sick. That's what I'm saying.
0: Oh, true. Have you guys had the, um, the, the coffee M&Ms? No. They're like caramel cold brew or something like that. They're, they're too chewy. I will say that. Like, if you, if you eat like a whole, like, like, just like, like a regular, like, candy aisle bag size of them, um, like, your, your jaw is getting a workout. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, they're actually very good taste-wise. But, yeah. Candy, I guess. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not sure how, not sure why I thought it was the dump truck. Probably because it was such a stupid fucking question. Uh huh. But then I, then I remembered that, um, that Mary threatened him to just fill up her bathtub so that she could prove that he can't do it. And like, she would do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess, Rich,
1: what's on the agenda? On the agenda, uh, we listened to some music. Um, I beat a video game. I started a video game. And Cobb read some books. Some manga. Some manga.
0: I also read books, but that's not on the list. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this week we were supposed to do Groundhog's Day, but instead we're going to talk about music. So, Rich, will talk to you in like 20 minutes?
1: Yeah, something like No, I mean, I've got a little <laughs> bit. To say, like, look, the one thing that I'm just really struggling with is the I, the idea of how much more subjective music is than movies. I disagree with that concept they are equally subjective i i i disagree i there is there is a much greater concept of a good movie over a, a a good or bad a movie being a good or bad movie over the idea of music generally being good or bad and whether or not you just didn't enjoy it most movies like a lot of the movies we've watched during the book club have been like yes, a good number of them mediocre were mediocre at best. A few of them were mm. bad, but the the critical scores and, and 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 fan scores of these movies have not been as bad as you have said they were. And so it, it it comes into a line of there is there is a consensus and there is objectivity to a lot of visual media that is these are good things. You just don't like them, whereas but music's the them, same way
2: subjective.
1: Objective, it, that's subjective, yes. But I'm saying there's a lot more objectivity in that stuff. Like, these are good things, you just don't like it. Whereas, the music that we listened to, Cat Bites, Nice One, and Boys Night Out, Trainwreck, neither of them were bad. Neither of them were bad. I did not like Boys Night Out. I did not like it. And I, that's, that's where I have the difficulty in this, is there is going to, I, it, I have a hard time deciding whether or not, specifically music in general, and I'm sure a lot of people would probably agree, they'll sit here and say that, you know, Taylor Swift is bad. It's not bad, you just don't like it. Because music, everyone enjoys and listens to music for different reasons. And everyone has the the, the experience, experiences music differently, which is why it's a lot more subjective than anything else.
0: Oh, I- that you're making a good point like i i see where you're going and like yes like s- there is somebody out there that is going to say taylor swift sucks in actuality taylor swift incredibly fucking talented you might not like her music but like that girl fucking is good at what she does mm-hmm. yeah like y- you can like nobody can fucking deny that apparently she also just like gave like her entire crew like a 55 million dollar like bonus for like all the work they've done on the tour
1: Dude, her, her tour, she she made the Baltimore area like 1.5 million dollars or some shit like that from her latest show. Yeah, I, d-
0: I didn't realize it. It takes like 22 semis worth of stuff to set up the stage. Mhm. Like that's nuts. Yeah. But anyway, there so I think the problem is people don't often talk about bad music because music is such a thing where like it's easy to start an album and immediately just go, "No, fuck this." and like walk away. Versus, like, a movie, a lot of times, like, if you go see a movie, you're not going to turn it off 15 minutes in because it's bad. You're going to be like, nope, I'm going to fucking finish this movie because it's just two hours. Like, what's it matter? Um, It's similar with books. Like, some people, like, will force themselves through a book, even if the book is bad for them or bad in general, just because, like, they paid for it or whatnot. Um, but there is a thousand percent bad music. Um, like oh, yeah. Like, I joke with Drew and I say that um Hot Mulligan is bad. They're not, though. They're, they're very good at what they do. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And okay. I know, like, I think all three of us will do do that often. Like, I don't... Th- and maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I think when Drew says this movie sucked, it's not so much that, like, he thinks the movie is always garbage. It's... He doesn't fucking like movies. So, like, to him, nothing about that movie was in any way engaging. Um, yes. Like, um, to use, like like, a music thing, I like Green Day. One of my top, top bands of all time. Mm-hmm. Their last record, um, um, Father of All Motherfuckers is a shit fucking record. Like, it's not that I don't like it. It's bad. Like, they made a bad record. Like, not plenty, I've seen plenty of other people fucking say that too. So it's not like I'm just out here being like, I don't like it. It's not for me. It was bad. It sounded bad. It, it was, it was bad. Um, but like, you're right. Like, the music that we will probably talk about are not things because all of us have similar tastes um we're probably not going to have music where it's just like no this is bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like like you said like you listen to some music that is similar to Boys Night Out probably. Not not similar to Trainwreck cuz train, Trainwreck is a different type of album for that genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you listen to emo and stuff like that. So like you get that genre like like you know bands in that genre like It, it clicks with you for the most part. So, like, you can be like, okay, no, like, like, this sounds like this band and this band that I like, but, like, the way they're doing it is not for me.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But, and, and that's, that's kind of where my point is. Like, these, the, and, and, just because, I don't know. I haven't listened to The New Green Dale. I'm using that as an example, but, what, what is, uh, what is that one, uh, Coheat album that everyone hates? Um, fuck, what is it? I don't know. Let me, let me, there is, there. And I know the album cover, I just don't remember the actual album. I believe it was uh The Color Before the Sun, came out in 2015. I believe that's the album that people hated, or at least fans of Coheed hated, uh, because it's not about a space opera. Um I've listened to that album. It's got some bops. It's not normal Coheed. It's decent music. It's good music. But people hate it, hate that album, because it's... It's not what they, they're used to in when it comes to Koei. And that's,
0: and that, that, that is definitely a thing with music. Like that, that is part of sort of the, the subjectivity of music is mm-hmm. bands reinventing their sound is not a bad thing. Bands doing something that is so just not even in the wheelhouse of what they've ever done is where things start to get weird. Like you have ban- like Fallout Boy, for instance, like Fallout Boy went from. Like, borderline screamo, like, pop-punk, emo sort of music to, like, they do, like, radio pop rock now for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a, that wasn't, like, an overnight transition. They didn't go from, from Under the Cork Tree to whatever their latest album's called about Stardust or some shit. Like, they slowly rolled into, into that role. And, like, modern Fallout Boy, not for me. But, like, From Under the Cork Tree, absolutely stellar album. Have you listened to so much for stardust? I have not. I'm thinking the only the last album I listened to like for the most part was the one they put out before that. And that one was just a little too like pop rocky. I didn't didn't care for it. It's,
2: it's so much for stardust I feel is kind of looped back a bit. Okay, that's fair. It's earlier fall. It's definitely still got some of the more poppy type stuff, but a lot more it's you can feel the earlier fallout boy Yeah.
0: Oh, here <laughs> I, fa- I, f- I looked up a list real quick of, like, Rolling Stones ranked, like, the worst albums of all time, but by genuinely good artists. Okay. St. Anger by Metallica. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: That one's... <laughs> like I, I were you going to say, Rich? <laughs> I, I can't comment on it. I, I don't think I've ever listened to that album. That's the other thing. I don't listen to albums.
0: That's fair. And, like, I think with some bands, there are, like... I think in our case, like like at least like with a lot of the stuff that Drew and I are picking, like we're not picking bands that are necessarily radio friendly. Mm -hmm. We're not so much not radio friendly; they're just not played on the fucking radio because radio stations kind of suck with that shit. And especially around here, MMR only plays like the same four artists on repeat every day all day. Yeah. Um. uh,
2: I mean, I can't say I've listened to the the radio for music in twenty years.
1: I. Anytime I, like, so my phone, where, my phone has an issue with, uh, disconnecting from my Wi-Fi to where, like, if I get into my car before it disconnects from my Wi-Fi, it won't load up onto the Bluetooth on my car uh, right away, and, like, I'll have to actually, like, plug it in instead of it going to Bluetooth, otherwise there's an issue. So, occasionally, I'll jump into my car, and it won't connect, and I'll just turn on, uh, 104.5. It's always fucking Weezer playing uh, fucking Africa. That, like, I've literally, now, even in 2023, (laughs) I still hear Weezer playing Africa at least once a month, anytime I turn on 104.5. Yeah, like, I,
0: so, like, when I turn my car on, like, the radio, it does default to radio until, like, the Bluetooth connects. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have the radio volume muted. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't actually even make sound. (laughs) My, my Mm
1: -hmm. phone, my phone will... Or my car will default try to connect to my phone, but because the Wi-Fi connection is so weak where my car is parked, it has trouble playing the music that's on there, and then it just doesn't connect to my phone properly. But it stays on that screen and doesn't play anything else. So there are times that I drive in silence because I don't realize the music's not playing,
0: which is weird because like that is not your Wi-Fi signal should ha- shouldn't have any impact on Bluetooth.
1: Yeah. I, well, no, it's the the issue is. The phone is still trying to play the music off of the Wi-Fi, but it's not loading fast enough. So then so once that- I leave my Wi-Fi area, it just doesn't do anything. If the phone is connected via Bluetooth onto the onto my like on, in my car, but it just it won't function and the only way it's it's either I have to plug it in using like on my USB to get it to properly connect or I have to go in and start a new playlist, and maybe that'll work. Like, it is the weirdest thing, but it's just, like, it's only when I'm leaving from my house that I have this issue. Yeah,
0: I just... Like, that's just weird. It makes
1: makes no sense, but also, I've always had issues with my car's um, Bluetooth and GPS issues, so...
0: Yeah, like, like, I jump in my car, and even if I don't have a signal, it connects to Bluetooth, and then once... I have signal again, like it will start playing if I'm streaming. I have a habit, like when I'm list, like I don't do like radio shuffles on Spotify or anything all that often. Mm-hmm. So, like, m- most of the stuff I do, like, I just have it downloaded to my phone anyway, cause I have it set to like do the auto download thing. Um, so like it doesn't have to stream, so if I don't have Wi Fi, it does still play anyway. Yeah. I don't know if YouTube Music even offers that.
1: It, I think it does, cause YouTube offers the ability to download videos. So you should have the ability to download music.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. Like ninety nine percent sure you're right. Um, but I guess like to circle back. Um, so you did mention it. Uh, we listened to Nice One, which was Cat Bite's twenty twenty one release, mm-hmm. and Trainwreck, which was Boys Night Out, Boys Night Outs two thousand five concept album. Yep. Um, like just in general, like. What did you guys think about Cat? Well, Drew, we, are, we know you like it already. Rich, what did you think about Cat Bite?
1: I thought it was good. Um, the album itself, I thought was was good um, overall. I there were a few songs on there that I didn't. I uh, the second song on there, I don't know, that, I don't remember it. Um, I don't remember the title. Um, but the second song on the album to me sounded like just so generic ska that I did not like that song. <laughs> I, I, like, and I'm not, like, I, I love Ska, but that song was just, if you think of Ska, you hear that song, and so it just, to me, I was like, this, this is kind of boring, but, like, there, and there was, like, one other song on the album that was, like, gave me the same feeling, but overall, it, it was, there was a lot, there was some catchy tunes and things like that. I listened to that album maybe twice over the course of the week, um, Two or three times, and I listened, I know I listened to Boys Night Out twice today, and once earlier this week at least. Um, and it's just, yeah, it was fine. There, it gave me, um, I felt like, I, I, it's, I'm having a hard time explaining it. The way I explained it in my head was, it sounded a little garagey, like they recorded it in a garage, and that like kinda, So they
0: recorded it in New or in New Jersey. What's that? They recorded it in New Jersey,
1: but like in a garage is what I what I mean. Like they recorded yeah, it sounded like they recorded it like in somebody's garage or like in somebody's basement. That like it just gave me a little bit of a, I, it pushed me away a little bit. But that was just something I had to get past. Um, and it was like only like the first song, first maybe second or third song. But besides that, like I I enjoy.
0: Oh, are you thinking of like the introductory stuff, introducing like where it's like spoken word and it's kind of like. Um, it sounds, it's because it's supposed to be through a tape recorder.
1: No, I'm talking about bite.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I got, I got confused because we, we, you, you mentioned
1: Poison yeah, no, Outfront. I me. know. Um, no, I'm talking about bite. There was just, there was like some sort of weird, just dis- not like distortion, but just like, it, it just sounded the, 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 the way it, it recorded or the way they recorded it. It just, it didn't, it sounded a little off to me and it just, but other than that, like I, I don't, I don't. Like, even looking at the track titles, like, Call Your Bluff was the one that was extremely ska. Um, other than that, like, I don't fully, uh, there was no track that sat there and I was like, I remember this track. And it's not that they weren't, they, they didn't sound different. It's just that, like, I didn't give it enough listens to actually make it super catchy. Maybe bibbidi bibbidi boom boom was something that I'm, su- that I, that I, I creep in. I remember listening to or, or remember hearing a few times. Um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, that's how I felt about Cat Light. Um,
0: yeah, I, I was torn on Cat Bite and Drew. I, I'm curious. Like, do all of their, like, like, th- this isn't their, their only record, right? I honestly didn't look into it too much. No, this is their second. Album. Okay. Do, do you know how long they've been around for?
2: Only like six or seven years.
0: Okay. So they don't, they haven't been around for a super long time. No. Um, so, like, this album in particular, like, I noticed, like, it's got, like, ska, ska stuff to it, but it's also got, like, a heavy, like, like, surf rock sort of vibe to it, mm-hmm. like, or even, like, almost maybe, like, rockabilly sort of, like, 19, like, 1950s aesthetic, like, more so than, like, a lot of ska tends to have. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, is that, like, their sound, or is that, like, this album?
2: Yeah, no, I'd say that's kind of more their sound, because, like, they don't have horn player in there. But... I was going to
0: say, I, I, I never noticed any horn.
2: Yeah, no. So it's definitely, like, the surf, rock, ska kind of vibe. Okay. More than your, like, real big fishes.
0: Right. Yeah, like, the songs that were, like, heavy on that, I tended to, like, not care for as much. Like, I didn't really, like, um Call Your Bluff, like Richard mentioned. Um, And there were a couple other ones that, like, it was just a little... It's, like, it's not my vibe. Um, but some of the songs, like, I actually really liked Excuse Me, Miss.
2: That's probably my favorite. That might be my favorite Cat Light song, period. But it's definitely my favorite one.
0: Yeah, and there were a couple of other ones where I'm like, yeah, you know, like, there were songs that I would definitely, like, add to a playlist, or, like, add, um, or just, like, add to, like, my liked songs. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not, like, an album where I would be, like, I like every track on this album, versus, like, Trainwreck, every song on that album is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like overall, like Catbite is not a band that I had listened to before. I- I've only ever heard you mention them as a band that exists, and it's like, yeah, like like they've got a good sound to them. Yeah. Um. It's funny. Um. Just like because it's ska related. Um. When we saw Less Than Jake last month, the opening band was um Spring Jack, mm-hmm. which another ska band, but they're more of like the ska punk a- area of things. Uh huh. Um, they also have, like, a sound reminiscent to what you'd like to, like, 50s rock, but it's more of, like, the 50s rock and roll versus, like, the 50s, like, surf rock. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so it's just funny, like, how, basically, it's funny how often ska music takes, like, trends from, like, that era of rock and roll.
2: I mean, because that's, like, when ska came about.
0: I know, but, like, I'm just, I mean, like, modern ska, because what are we on, like, the sixth wave of ska or something like that?
2: I want to say this is technically the fourth wave, like, people try to call it, but...
0: Scott's weird. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Scott is weird. But, yeah, this is a good one. Why did you pick it?
2: Uh, because they're local and they're awesome.
0: Oh, I didn't know they were local.
2: Yeah, they're from Philly.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did not realize that. Like I said, like, did not really look them up at all, just... I think I list, I listened to this one far more than Trainwreck, because... I know train wreck backward and forward already. Um, yeah. So I think I probably listened to this one, I don't know, seven or eight times over the week. Like, just front to back. Like, a couple times I listened to them, like, like, not on repeat, but like I'd listen to the whole thing, it would end, and I'd be like, all right, well, I'm just gonna start it over and listen to it again, cause I didn't pay attention to a couple of the songs all that much. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like, da- some songs grew on me more by the time I was done. Um, but like, yeah. Richard, it sounds like you and I had similar opinions of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was—it wasn't—it—it it was good. It was like it was enjoyable. It was something that I can—I can see myself maybe checking them out again. I—I I don't mind if this shows up on my shuffles. That's—that's—that's yeah. that's, that's what this is. That's what can I don't except mind except for call I, your bluff. I, you know, I—I I won't. No, no. It, Hold they,
0: your fucking ground. Fuck that. No, button. no, no. But <laughs>
1: I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. Like I, in general, if I were to put. Hit click shuffle onto just generic how Google on, how YouTube does shuffle. If I just click my super mix and Cat Bite comes on, I don't mind that. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm not going to be upset. Um, I probably won't know the, who what it, what song it is because I don't know the band. Um, but I'll, I'll listen to it. Drew, Drew, you said that. Uh, what was it? Um, what was what was your favorite song? Excuse me, Miss. Excuse me, Miss. Which um, is the song
0: after Call Your Bluff.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have a least favorite song from the album?
0: It better be Call Your Bluff, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: I've seen them play that live so much, and it's so fun. Um, stay, probably. Stay.
1: And Call it, Your Bluff is maybe one of the weaker ones on there, but... Mm-hmm. And is... Uh, I can't remember if you said this when you chose it. Did you pick this because this is your favorite album of them? Or did you pick this just because you kind of picked randomly on an album? Uh, is this their best album, in your opinion, or one of your favorites, or is there a better album to listen to?
2: I mean, they only have the two, um... What are the other ones, singles? Yeah, well, they've re-recorded the first album in a country version and, like, a punk version.
1: Oh, Cat, Oh, Cat Light, Cat Fight, okay. Yeah.
2: Um, overall, this one, a nice one's probably the better album. Like I said, I think Excuse Me Miss is my favorite song that they have.
1: Uh. I mean, they have an EP that only has four songs on it.
0: That's about right for an EP.
1: But I'm just saying, there's technically a third album.
0: So, I'm, um, I have the, I have Nice One pulled up on Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. Rich, uh-huh. I just want to, I just want to point out for, for us, the song that the two of us disliked the most, um, <laughs> is the most played song on the album.
1: Uh, that, uh, yeah, you're right, cause same on, <laughs> on, same on Google. Or same on YouTube, I keep saying Google, because it used to be Google music. Uh, same on YouTube. Yeah. It, it it is the fifth most played song from Cat Bite is Call Your Bluff.
0: Yeah. This is this is just the most played off of this album. Um it has four hundred and sixteen thousand plays. Um versus the next closest one would be Bad Influence with a hundred and forty one thousand. But but so it's it's three hundred thousand more plays, and we both hate it.
1: So it's the fifth most Listened to song on Cap, uh, from CapBite on YouTube Music, but it's the single version and not the album version. Which, there's no difference, but it's just, it's the, the, the image that they use is the singles image. Oh,
0: you know what? It's actually, it is the, the, the highest, um, played song on, for them, period.
1: Hm. mm mm-hmm.
0: That's funny. That's, it's always fun when, like, the popular song is not the song that, like, you end up liking.
1: Yeah. But also, yeah. like, that, that kind of, like, in, in a sense, to me at least, it shows a little bit of versatility. I don't like the popular song, but I do like their other songs.
0: Yeah. Rich yeah. is real fucking edgy. He yeah. like he likes the shit that no one else
1: does. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a, a hipster, hipster over here. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's move on. Unless we have more to say about Capite. No. I, I mean, no, they're just, they're dope
2: people. I've mm-hmm. met, I've seen them play like four or five times now. And, Met and talked with almost everybody in the band at different shows. They're super duper cool people. Mm-hmm. That's always cool.
0: Yeah. Like it's nice when like the people in the bands, even even like the smaller bands, are like yeah. cool. Yeah. Like Erica has because she doesn't hang out in the crowd. Like she keeps getting to like interact with like people in bands. Like shit. Like when we went to see Hawthorne Heights, like JT was working their fucking merch table after they played, mm-hmm. and like she got to go up there and talk to him, and like he was apparently super nice to her. Um so like shit like that's always cool. Yeah. Mhm. Um but how about Some Trainwreck?
2: It's the greatest album of all time. No, I mean, it's my favorite album of all time, like period. Yeah, like like
0: <laughs> if you hadn't picked it, it would have definitely been on the short list for like one of my all-time favorites. Mhm. Um
1: I was bored. Because you have no taste. <laughs> I like I know it's a concept album and the introduction is needed for the concept But I hated, I hated the introduction. I just was like, I was like, I don't, I guess I don't, I listen to Dragon Force, which is all about telling a story with each and every fucking song. I don't care about the fucking story. I just want to hear the, like, I don't care. I don't listen to music for the story. I listen to music for the music. Um, I did not like his voice. And I think I love Connor. I think that kind of pushed me away. And a lot of either the lyrics when I did hear them and pay attention to them or just his singing just sounded so whiny. And look, I like Bayside. I get it, but. Now,
0: you know what? Bass- Bayside singer, ha- he has a different like voice though. Yeah. Like even, even if their songs are like wine, like, wh- like emo whiny, yeah. like his voice is different. He has a deeper, like kind of raspier voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor has a very like, he sounds like he's in like a screamo band.
1: Yeah, and that's that, I think and, that's what he fucking was. <laughs> that's, that's really what it was. Like he, he's, it sounded more like he was just yelling and less that he was singing. And it kind but, like, of like do turned you, me off.
0: Are you like a fan of like the, like the other band, like the other like emo screamo bands, like, like Taking Back Sunday or Hawthorne Heights or any of them?
1: I, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I had a Hawthorne Heights album, never really listened to it. Um, I'm sure I've listened to, like, Taking Back Sunday. I don't really know. Like, I don't know if I, if I, like, I don't know. I, I haven't really listened to a lot of, as far as I know, I haven't really listened to a lot of, like, emo bands and emo stuff. Like, probably the most emo is, is, is Bayside. And, um. My base, Chem? My Chem. But, like...
0: My, Chem's the, My Chem is a, is officially the poster for Emo at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if you search least, Emo on Google, it actually just shows a picture of Gerard Way. At least, yeah.
2: like, that ilk of you.
0: Well, the, I should say that generation. Like, the generation yeah. we're talking about with this. The the early to mid-2000s kind of, like, Emo generation. Because, like, you do. Like, you have, like, your your mid to early 90s, um, like, um, uh, Death Cab for Cutie and, um... Fuck! What's real estate sunny something sunny, real estate
2: sunny day real estate?
0: Thank you. I can't want to say sunny side. I'm like that's not fucking right. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like like um I'm drawing a blank on other ones. But yeah, like that you have the you have the 90s emo, then you have like the 2000s emo, and then you have like today's emo. Yeah, Death Cab
2: was the like exact same time as My Catman and or Boys Night Out.
0: Isn't Death Cab earlier?
2: Yeah, like a year or two.
0: Wow, I. I would have argued that death cab was like earlier in the 90s. So apparently years active for them were 97.
2: Yeah. I like, I would have
0: said, I thought that they started like closer to like 93, 94.
2: Uh, and like, they're like, I saw them in like 2000, 2001. Like,
1: I, I mean, I, I was looking to see if my thumbs up or my like list on uh, YouTube music had, um, had taking back Sunday and just scrolling through down while I have it searched to see if that ever pops up. Uh, is is and this is kind of equally as whiny but i i just like it uh all american rejects is that kind of at least can i it's i mean probably not- they're
0: more pop punk than emo yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: like they fall more like they're going on tour with newfound glory mm-hmm. like
1: <laughs> and that's that's like i mean that when when it comes to a lot of music like that's more where i might align to is pop punk like even just generic punk i'm not like big on but the pop punk i'm i like pop music okay i i I, I admit you it. I, I just
0: got something saying, Taylor Swift, incredibly talented.
1: Yeah. I But, like, I'm not, like, the... I'll, I'll listen to a few Taylor Swift songs. I haven't listened to new Taylor Swift in a long time. But, like, it, when it comes to music in general, it's, like, I... I If it, if there's pop influence, I'm listening to it. But then there's, like, there's a band called Zebrahead that I just learned about. That kind of just makes me think of Sum 41, but, like, the good Sum 41, like, pre-their uh, third album, Chuck, fucking awesome. Um, which is not pop at all. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I guess I don't, don't have, um, I have, I have, uh, All Time Low, I listen to their new album, but that's also I mean, pop all time, punk.
0: Yeah, All Time Low, like, they have some emo, like, leanings, <laughs> but, like, I would definitely call them more of pop punk. Yeah. Um, Taking Back Sunday, you probably would recognize, um, you would, even you would recognize the intro to Cute Without The E. I can't imagine you wouldn't.
1: I don't know. Let's see how long it takes to load. Yeah, I skip that song. I literally like, like you just like, like if it comes I, on you skip it if, immediately. If it comes on, I skip it. I <laughs> one of the <laughs> best song. I don't know Wait, what is it Andrew? is, but like it's one of their best songs. I literally I turned it on and I heard bing bang and I'm like I it's nothing against that. It's just that I don't know why, but I I know I usually skip that song. Um
0: right. do, do me a favor, real quick. Uh-huh. Search um Ohio is for lovers. Not the best Hawthorne Heights song, but probably the most well known. That's for sure. It's like that and like Nicky FM. I, yeah.
1: I know that one. I've, I've heard that one before. I dig it.
0: Okay. So you don't hate emo?
1: No. Like, I like it. So, <laughs> like, at least when it comes to, um, the first one, it's such a long title. It, it, what, what, the taking back Sunday one. Cute, cute without the E cut from the team. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it, that, that first hit, like, I, I don't know why I don't like it or I don't know why I skip it, but I know just hearing that, that I'm like maybe, may, I'd say like seven out of ten times I'd probably skip it. I, 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 cause I'm now getting the lyrics and things like that and like the kind of the chorus and like, I don't know how it goes with da. Like, I know how it goes and like it's a solid song, but for some reason I tend to just skip it. So
0: I, like I can understand it. I, like I said, I was more curious to see like, do you just dislike the genre or is it like a, like a certain part of it? And like, you might just not like the screamo stuff as yeah. much. Like, like Hawthorne Heights has that, but it's not as much as some of the other bands do. Um, but also cute without the E, not the longest song title. Like there are so many worse. Yeah. Like the, Drew and I, like, I mean, Boys Night Alone, um, they, they have a song that's a, it's a quote from the wedding singer. It's, um, I got punched in the nose for sticking my face in other people's business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like, um, God, what is the Fallout Boy one? Um, oh, I'm there's drawing so a blank. Many. Um, there's, there's like one that's like especially long, but like, I mean, all of theirs are actually pretty long. Like, I'd hate, I'd hate, I'd hate to be you when people find out what this song is about. That's a, a Mayday Parade song. Like emo bands, like they had no chill when it came to to song titles.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, that's it, almost like a cliche of the
0: genre. Yeah. It's hard. Ho- oh, okay. So th- two other ones, real quick. Um, I think this might be the longest one. Um, I found a playlist. <laughs> um, it's hard to be religious when certain people are never incinerated by bolts of lightning. Uh, from uh Mayday Parade, and the one for Fall Out Boy, I was trying to think of our lawyer made us change the name of this song so we wouldn't get sued. Mhm. I mean and like- I sl- I slept with somebody in fall that and all I got was this stupid song written about me. Yeah. Like emo's great, but um train wreck. Um did you pick up on the story at all, Rich?
1: No, not at all. I I like I said I listened to it. I listened to it twice today. At least twice, if not two and a half times today. And I didn't really pick up on it. Um I listened to it once while walking Chase. Like, even listening to the introduction each time, I just, I didn't, it didn't click with me. And that's the thing, like, when it comes to concept albums, I don't, I don't pick, I'd have to read what it is about, and then start to pick up on it. Like, which the,
0: like that's totally fair.
1: Um, um. Like, my best examples are uh, the proto uh, I've listened to both of their albums multiple times. I had to read a synopsis of what it's supposed to be. And then, like, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is this part, and that's that part, and I get that. Or even, uh, I've listened to I mean, one of the greatest concept albums of all time, the Mean Girl soundtrack from the musical, um, and, uh, I had to, like, I had to actually pay attention to the song titles and rewatch the movie to realize where each song was to know what point of the show that these songs were at. Okay. And I say huh. that in jest. Obviously, it's not the greatest concept album, but Mean Girls. I want to see Mean Girls in on Broadway or in in in, in theater.
0: So Trainwreck. Um, to be fair, and Drew, I think you said you actually usually listen to Introducing and Dying, right?
1: No,
2: no, I'm uh, usually kind of at the point where I skip them.
0: Okay, so like Trainwreck is one of the few like albums where there's a couple songs that I do especially like off of it. Um, but I don't all like. If I'm listening to it, um, I'm usually just gonna to listen to the whole album mm-hmm. uh, minus introducing and dying mm-hmm. um, just because like they don't add a whole lot and dying is very fucking long. It's like it's almost seven minutes I think
2: the end of dying is fucking amazing though
0: that's true. that's true um, but so the 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 kind of gen- gist of it is a man he, he has night terrors and kills his wife in his sleep. Um, he then, like, goes on trial, um, gets, um, sent to, like, um, like a psych facility. Yeah, he gets Um,
2: institutionalized.
0: Yeah, that, thank you, that's the word I was looking for. He gets institutionalized, he gets put on a whole bunch of medicines to try and, like, curb all the issues that they they found with him. Which, understandably, he woke up and and had killed his wife in his sleep. Um, he then gets out and goes to, like, a halfway house, like, it's in the song, um, and, like, relapses, like, gets better again, um, but then he kind of becomes a serial killer. Um, he also cuts off his own hands because he thinks that's what's wrong. Um, because he keeps
2: hearing his wife in his head singing, and the only way to keep his wife, his memory of his wife alive is by killing so the song keeps playing.
0: So, like, like, it's just this, like, downward spiral until, like, um, like the last song, "Healing," it, it's not really healing. It's he's just finally given up and he's ready to die. Mm-hmm. And then the final track is dying, and that's where his doctor comes in and finds him dead. But like, seemingly happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it's quite the. <laughs> I like we used to joke, um, that Boys Night Out went from writing songs about killing their girlfriends to writing songs about killing their wife. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's a it's a hell of a of, like, a story to base an album on. And I think it it was only, I don't even think, I know it happened. Um, There was, like, a, like a play written about it. But I think it, it was, like, only, like, done in, like, Canada or something like that at, like, a local, like, Toronto theater or something like that. Like, it was somebody local to, like, where the band was from. Mm-hmm. Which I always thought was cool, and I would have liked to see that because that's fucking cool.
2: Yeah. I think somebody's also done, like, a short film version. Oh, wow. I feel like I remember but, seeing that float around.
0: Yeah, but since since Rich didn't really really click with this one at all, um, Drew, what's your favorite track off the album? Composing. Same. <laughs> so, Rich, no. if if you don't remember exactly which one that was, it's the one that um it's near the end of the album and it's got the um the very slow build up where it's it's silent at the beginning and like very slowly the instrumentation kind of like slowly picks up and then it suddenly like once he starts singing like the song picks up a little bit faster and it is the one with the lyrics where he invites his his family and friends and then poisons them cuts the has sex with their dead bodies and then cuts them up and throws them away
1: yep i'm, I'm listening to it skipping through it a little bit as you're talking about it and i can i can i had to skip all the way to like a minute 25
0: it's a minute and 15 seconds for the intro
1: wow i forget that that intro is that long yeah, yeah, get 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 past that intro, and that's a song that I can listen to. But again, the thing that pushes me away is his voice. Um, but look, that's a thing.
0: Like, like yeah. part of one of the things I don't like about about Hot Mulligan is like I actually don't like the singer's voice all that much.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and like there are a bunch of other bands where it's just like, oh, I don't like the way this person sounds. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny. It's funny because like you might find a band that like the singer has a similar voice, but for whatever reason, it just clicks with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Like um, I think the I think the hardest part for me with this album was there were no breaks, there were no cuts, there were no like stops in between each song. Like it that's, just kept going. And that's so albums, dog? Huh? <laughs> that's
0: how <laughs> well, I know, albums. I know work. what he means though. Like, no, like because it's a concept album, it really does like.
1: Like the the track didn't stop, and the next track start. It just kept going, rolling into each track, and so yeah. I couldn't catch the change of track. I couldn't catch when one track was ending and the next track was coming. I didn't. I couldn't. I like to me, the entire thing sounded exactly the same. I would hear it's occasional. It's like burnt stew and jaded. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Is I that a
0: yes you know what I'm referencing or are you just agreeing for the sake of I'm it? I'm
1: just agreeing for the sake of agreeing. It's um, it's the
0: Green Day song Brain Stew.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um sorry, the dogs are now barking at something. That's fine. Um I'll, on on the album it's Brain Stew and the the immediate song after it is Jaded and they have a very similar chord progression. Mm-hmm. So it literally just goes Brain Stew directly into Jaded and like if you're not paying attention you almost don't notice it's two different yeah, songs.
1: Yeah. And like I I heard there were a few breakdowns and things like that that I was like okay there's like the change in tempo. Here's a little bit of a breakdown, but like overall, I couldn't recognize track by track because of the, f- of the fact that it was a concept album and it was telling the whole story, and the music didn't stop. Like there, there was no breaks between each track. That like I, I kind of got lost into it, and like I said, it's just like all right. Now that now that I played composing and skipped a minute and fifteen. And listened to the little bit of the intro. I was like, oh, you know what? I can get behind this song. I can I can dig this song. But I just... Yeah, I, like... I didn't hear it before. Even though I listened to this album three times, I just didn't hear it before. Because it all sounded very much the same.
0: And I I understand that. Like, dream, Dreaming Into Waking and Composing Into Disintegrating especially. Like, those two songs lead into mm-hmm. the, the, the follow-up incredibly well. Because... Dreaming is a little more um, dreamy, I guess would be the best way to put it, like it, more of the keyboard synthesizer sort of sound to it a little bit um less hectic, I guess would be the best way to put it, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's supposed to be like they're basically their last night together before he has a, a fucking nightmare and kills her. Um, and then as it gets to the end of that and transitions into waking, it's like this more frantic, like heavy, distor- not heavy distortion, but more distortion on guitars and like similar similar chord progression and all, but like, different at the same time. And, if you didn't know any better, like, it could just be a seven-minute song. hmm Like, it could just be that, like, halfway through the song, like, they just changed tempo because, you know, the, the, the beat changed or whatever. Yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, composing ends with the drum beat that Disintegrating starts on. Pretty sure, yeah. I think it's like the last two notes of composing are, like, the first four notes of Disintegrate. So, I do get that. I think, uh, and Drew, you're probably in the same boat, like, because we've listened to this song for 20 years almost, um, like, I can just identify the songs as soon as they come on. Mm -hmm. Like, it was funny, like, I actually haven't listened to this album, like, in in quite a while. And, like, I'm just like, oh, right, right, right. This one. Yeah. Though, again, Medicating. Oh, you know what? Medicating was the fucking (laughs) single off of it, wasn't it? Yes. I was gonna say, "Medicating," two million listens. What? That's not what. But yeah, <laughs> it was the single, so I guess that makes a little bit more sense.
2: But still, <laughs> like it was the single fifteen years before Spotify exists.
0: But it's one of those things where, like, people that were listening to it then like remember it now, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, hey, punched in the nose has one point five million.
0: Nice. So, is, is "Medicating" the, their highest played song? Yeah, uh, it is.
2: Yeah, looks like it. No. I wish there was a way to just see all of them.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer that um, so not a single thing off of their first album is on here.
1: The top five, four of the top five is from Trainwreck on YouTube Music, uh, and the number two most listened to is "I Got Punched in the." What, yeah, the one you were talking about. I got I punched
0: in the nose for sticking my face in other people's business. Yeah, that
1: one. It, it 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 gets cut off at "I got punched in the" and in the it's it gets caught cut off at "I got punched in." T- so I had to hover over it to make sure it was a full one, but yeah, that's our number two. Which, but it's medicating. I got punched. Composing, dreaming, waking is their top five on on YouTube, and then okay. relapsing is number six.
0: You know, I gotta say though, if if people like, I wish out of make yourself sick that like a different a different song was higher up. Like while while it's also another long one, I really like the subtleties that make mass murderers out of otherwise decent human beings. Like that's just a real good fucking song.
2: Mm-hmm. So Anthony asked me this the other day. If you were to pick a Boys that Out song to get someone to listen, what would be the song you pick?
0: Hmm. I... It, honestly, it would probably depend on the person.
1: Fair. So, what song do you guys think I should listen to?
0: The subtleties that make mass ask out of otherwise decent human beings.
2: I mean, I would probably pick composing. I did, like, Anthony's choice, too, though.
0: What, what was his? It's Dylan. You know the drill. You know what? That's a good one, too. Yeah. You know what it is? I really, like, make yourself sick in particular, like lyrically that album is just like it's a they did a really good job with lyrics on that one like they're just they're memorable and catchy not to like composing and and broken bones also like catchy memorable lyrics but like something about make yourself sick like because they're not um it's also not a concept album because mm-hmm. um, like train wreck has some incredible verses but like um like first time it shouldn't taste like blood um just once let's do something different like they have such good fucking verses in them. An Anatomy of the Journey also? Mm-hmm. Someone call an ambulance, something's not right.
2: Even angels get burned and buried in my backyard and you're just like everyone else. Yeah. Literally have exactly. it tattooed on me now.
0: Yeah, I mean um I I'm drawing a blank on the actual verse, but um fuck, I'm going to have to look it up now cuz I I actually can't remember it. The song title was too fucking long.
1: Oh, that's an album? That's the song title? It should be. What? And so sound has a song
2: called This Song Is Called, It's Called What It's Called.
0: Yeah, no, I mean
2: Which was real funny hearing their singer like call out that song when they were playing it it's that summer. He was like, Okay, this next song is called it's called this, this song is called is called what it's called. Which is funny. Yes. Alright, which which verse are you trying to think of, Cobb?
0: I see now I can't even fucking remember it and I don't remember exactly which song it was in either. It might have been I was a devil for an afternoon. It's been a while since I listened to a lot of these albums. No, I need lyrics, not just the fucking YouTube video. Jesus.
2: Um.
0: Okay. Yeah. It, it was, I was the devil for one afternoon. Um, the, the last verse. Um, there was something in the way you turned and looked at me. I started panicking. I started panicking until your heartbeat stopped until your body dropped. That will always be my favorite memory of you and me. Mm-hmm. I just, that it's a, it's a really fucking, I don't know. I like that line. It's morbid, but that whole album's kind of morbid though.
2: Yeah, it's literally all about murdering girlfriends or whatever. Like, I, you and know what? It's though, not I, even that
0: subtle. <laughs> I bet like Richie, you in particular just because like mostly because you're you you seem to not be a fan of Connor's singing. Um, the songs on Broken Bones might click for you a little bit more because there's more screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you feel about screaming. Um, but like that that album in general is just a little like more aggressive than Trainwreck. Like Trainwreck has like the keyboards in it, it's a, it's got a little bit more of like that like pop rock influence to it, mm-hmm. um, to like the, musically at least. Yeah. And Broken Bones is just a straight up fucking screamo album, mm-hmm. except for Sketch artists. like that one doesn't really have any screaming. But Victor versus the Victim, really good song. Yep. Ends with a ends with a curb stomp. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, that I like Trainwreck. It's a good record. Richie, you don't.
1: No, I I, I was bored. <laughs> I was bored.
0: All right. Uh, Drew, anything else you want to say about Trainwreck since it was your pick? Uh,
2: no. Just go listen to it. It's great. Ignore yeah. what Richie says. It's so good. Yeah.
0: You, li- listen to it front to back too, or it won't make sense. Yeah.
2: No, listen to um, it back to front. Listen to uh, dying <laughs> first. Listen, listen to it in reverse order, and it's about someone being resurrected. Exactly.
0: I mean, yeah, it's about of.
1: several people being resurrected.
0: But you know what? If if you listen to like some tracks back, like backwards, it's not so much about being resurrected. It's about somebody being really fucking weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's about somebody having sex with dead bodies and then bringing them back to life.
0: I mean, they do that like he does that like four times throughout the the album. So it, you know, exactly. Tracks Necrophilia is okay for the patient
1: as long as you bring them back to life.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, are you guys ready for my picks? Sure. All right. So my first one, uh, for like my an all time favorite is Less Than Jake's Anthem from two thousand three. Okay. Um, so it's, like, ska punk, um, a couple of the tracks have a little more of, like, a reggae feel to it, but, like, I don't know. Rich, you might actually like this one, since you you didn't dislike Catbite.
1: I generally like Less Than Jake.
0: Okay, I I wasn't sure if you'd really ever listen to them.
1: I'm sure I've heard a few, I I gotta pull up YouTube music now and see if I have anything on my thumbs up, but I'm pretty sure I've listened to them in the past.
0: Yeah, to be fair, like, Anthem is, is an album where I think three or four of the tracks are often played at their live shows. So,
1: like. I've definitely never seen them live. I know that for a fact. Uh, all my best friends, um, are metalheads is. That's second. not on this album. I know, but <laughs> I have that song liked, so at least.
0: Okay. That's a good, that, that is actually a very good song. Is um, that's, second, that's off of, um.
1: It's their second most played on, on YouTube.
0: What's their most played?
1: Uh, Sciences for Selling Yourself Short.
0: Okay, so Sciences for Selling Yourself Short is on Anthem. Um, I'm actually surprised that's their most played one. Okay, Look What Happened is also up there. Actually, you know what? Th- this is a list of songs that like actually makes more sense to be like their top five on Spotify, at least. All uh, Metalheads is number one. Um, the Science of Selling Yourself Short is two. History of a Boring Town is three. Look What Happened is four. And Johnny Quest Thinks We're Sellouts is five. Uh,
1: science is number one. All My Best Friends is number two. The Rest of My Life is number three. History uh, of a Boring Town is four. Metalheads, 23, is five. And uh look what happened is six and Johnny Quest is seven. Oh
0: right. They they did um they went back and did a re recording of some of the songs from like older albums. And that's what Metalheads twenty three is. It it's a re recording of all my best friends are metalheads from this year.
1: Oh, so it's twice. it's it's on there it, <laughs> Metalheads is on there twice. Is on their top five yeah. twice before Okay.
0: Yeah. Alright, so yeah. So Lesson Jake Anthem and then I have three I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick which one. Um, let's do Stand Atlantic Fear from
1: 2022. Okay. Wait, was there a band name there? Stand, Stand Atlantic, Atlantic is the band name. Okay. It... Um, they're,
0: they're, they're an Australian pop punk band.
1: Okay. You said it all like kind of at once that it sounded like that was the whole Stand Atlantic Fear was the whole either album or band name.
0: Yeah. So F- Fear is the album name and it's, it's like F dot E dot dot uh,
1: first encounter assault and recon.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. I had to. I actually have no idea. That that was that was that there was a game called Fear F dot blah blah blah. Oh, and that's it was, right. That was an it was an acronym or an acronym for a organization in the game called Fear. First encounter assault recon, which is like how do you do? You're not supposed to do assault and recon. It's supposed to be one or the other. But it was it was a horror a horror first person shooter.
0: Nice. I do, I do vaguely remember that one.
1: It was a good one. It was a good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just for reference, the other two I was trying to decide between were, um, Real Friends, There's Nothing Worse Than Too Late, and Sincere Engineer, Bless My Psych. Mm-hmm. So, it would have been some sort of, like, emo pop punk band regardless. But, yeah. So, th- those are the things. Uh, two weeks, right? Yeah. Two weeks from now, we'll yeah. listen to, uh, Anthem and Fear. Nice. Now, Rich, huh. you finally beat Final Fantasy.
1: Finally. Let me tell you guys. Oh my god! There's a reason action games don't go more than like fifteen hours. It was exhausting. Me what do you it. mean?
0: The fucking God of War is like twenty-five.
1: I, that's an open-world game. And it's different. <laughs> um. Cause, yeah, you, you've even said it. Like, it's very Final Fantasy. At least for the first like twenty hours, is very fucking linear. Um, like,
0: does does it open up?
1: It does. It does in in a sense. Um. Kind of. Uh. So, yeah, the, the intro of the game is just very linear, and, and throughout the game it is very like, do this stuff, and then go here, and do the quest. And like, the, the main story stuff is generally level-based, you can't go back to those locations. Um, but like, you, there is exploration, but there's no point for exploration. So, my running joke right now is, welcome to Final Fantasy VII, where, um, where everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Or, not Final Fantasy, Final (laughs) Fantasy 16, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Literally nothing matters. I ended the game with thousands and thousands of crafting supplies. You get...
0: Like, what is there to even craft in that game?
1: Weapons and armors. But you don't need that many supplies.
0: But not only that, like, at some point does, like, are you able to craft things that are better than just what the store seems to stock every time you, like... Progress in the game.
1: You can upgrade the art, the the sword into stronger sword. So the sword you buy in in the in in the shop, say you're buying from Karen, and you buy the sword that is a level one sword or as a base sword. Then you can upgrade it to plus one and plus two, or you can craft initially plus one sword and then craft it into plus two. However, again, everything's made up and the points don't matter. Plus, basic sword. Let's say I'll give a random number is fifty-five damage. Sword plus one is fifty-one damage. Sword plus two is fifty-three damage. So there's not that's, a that's
0: extra points of damage.
1: That's not significant though. You're I you're, you're doing fifty thousand points of damage throughout. Like yeah, so if I do ten hits against an enemy, I just missed out on thirty points of damage. However, their calculations and breakdowns are like. It, it's not significant enough to need to do it, but do it. Because the, the thing is getting, upgrading from plus two weapon to the next weapon up would, is a good like 20, 25 points of damage, something like that. It is an adequate amount of change. But overall, like, I, you're, you're leveling up from, you don't need to bother worrying about leveling up after, say, level 45. Because A, it takes way too fucking long to get enough experience to level up from 45 to f- 46. And the change of, uh, stats from 45 to 50 is probably at most 15 points per stat. It's not, It you don't need to worry about it. Because it is not significant enough. They, okay. they, they added the, um, they added this stuff to be able to say it's an RPG, but it's just really, it lacks major, RPG necessities. There are, this game, but don't get me wrong. I absolutely love this game. I'm just still arguing that this, it, they shouldn't have made it an RPG. They shouldn't have forced the RPG into this game. They really shouldn't have. Cause that's what it felt like. It felt like adding the crafting, adding the, the level ups, or the experience, just forced, they were forcing it to be an RPG. And they didn't need it to be. Um, but like, besides that, aspect of the game it's a very fun game i absolutely enjoyed it except for when i was at the very end of the game i had one major mission left and four and a half hours worth of side quests left and none of those side quests had reasonable uh um rewards literally one of the side quest rewards was that a character is then going to be with you until you go to the end of the game as a partner character. Which, I picked up that character, I talked to that character before I went to do all my side quests, and they wanted to come with me to go do a side quest, and guess what? They were with me for every side quest I did before I finished his side quest. So why did that reward have to be a reward? Now, if I had done that first, or if I had not picked up that side quest, then he wouldn't have been with me, I assume? I don't know. But, like, it was the dumbest reward, because then immediately after that, you run a quest, and when you get that quest done, it's, hey, this character now is with you until you go to the end of the game. That was the last side quest I did. That was literally the last thing I could do.
0: I will say, like, the the quote-unquote party makeup of the game was probably one of the biggest letdowns for me in playing it.
1: The the fact that you can't actually change your party or set your party, like... It, again, there's, there's drawbacks to calling this game an RPG. The fact that I couldn't really load out my character to play as more than Sword Guy was limiting the game and to, to where I'm like, alright, this really isn't an RPG. Yes, I, I tried to make this argument with my brother and he's like, well, Cloud was a Sword Guy and Squall was a Sword Guy. I'm like, yeah, but those are different games. Those are games where you had control of other characters. Just because it's a main character doesn't mean I have to be a sword guy. Like, I I, I wanted more R in my RPG. Um, more role? I, or RP in my RPG. Um, but, like, overall, like, the game worked. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the party makeup and the fact that you couldn't choose who was coming out with you and how... Basically, from point to point to point, it's one specific character is going to be with you throughout the throughout the game. And, like, they don't really do much. Like, you always have Torgo with you. And then you have one other character. So, throughout the beginning part of the game, it's generally Sid. And then, eventually, it's Sid and somebody else. And then, eventually, it's that somebody else. and And it's just that somebody else. And then, eventually... It's two other people and then one of those disappears and is just the one person. And it's, but like, they don't, they do a little bit of damage. They, I, it tends to happen where I kill about five enemies before they can kill one.
0: Yeah. And that, that is actually more what I meant versus being able to like pick who is in the party. Cause like, even games where you can't, like, even games where like you, you pick your party's actions, a lot of times like you are kind of forced to use a certain, yeah. a certain set of characters for the majority. Po- But like, and and what I played in in the I don't know ten hours or whatever that I played of it, um, like you said, I I had the dog and I had Sid. They Mm -hmm. did nothing. Um, and like the the dog was cool because he could heal,
1: but like cure in that game sucks. It's fucking useless. Well, no, the problem the problem with cure in 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 this game is it only cures your 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 injury. It doesn't heal you. So like say a 500 hp you take a 200 hit hit you have a uh you you take full 200 but you have a translucent bar for 100 right. additional damage cure only heals that 100 additional damage and it won't cure any more than that and, and it regens it.
0: It doesn't heal it instantly. Yeah, it's, it, it's heal over time.
1: Yeah. But it, like, it's a faster heal over time. Cause if you don't use cure, then like, it does still heal over time and it's a little bit slower. But yeah, it's, it was, it was kind of pointless. Like, the fact that, like, there are trophies and achieve, or trophies to get like Torgle to be able to do a certain thing with sick and with, with ravage. I didn't do those because honestly, I didn't, I most of the time forgot to control Torgle because I'm doing so much other button Presses, having to remember to switch my icon, to use what ability, to, to be able to dodge and which, and then I'm missing the icon I'm going, so I have to cycle through them again. It, it like, there's a lot of frustrations, even though, it, like, it sounds like it's bad, it's, it's fun and it works. And when you can get yeah. into a rhythm, it really works very well. But then. And,
0: you're right, though, like, the, the button stuff, like, in general, the controls for this game are bad. They tried yeah. to do too much with a console controller. I can't tell you the number of times where I didn't realize I wasn't on tutorial and I fucking used all my potions. Just
1: just wait wait until you have more than 3 wait until you have 3 icons. Like you already only well, have Like I
0: said, I'm probably not going back yeah. to this game.
1: Like, if, if you want to play a good action game, definitely go play it. If, and if you want the story, I, f- I feel like the story is very good. I feel like there was, it was, there wasn't a lot of confusion. There wasn't a lot of misunderstanding with what was going on. There wasn't a lot of like, oh, this is too crazy. Like, it kind of made sense. And the story that they're trying to tell about, I, I, spoilers, yes or no. Uh, yeah, you might as well, because,
0: like All I said, right. I don't know. If I go back to it, I, I honestly don't know.
1: The story that they're telling basically about Ultima, this higher being, not looking, or, or pretty much ignoring these creatures, humans, that he made to become all-powerful, and then these humans actually becoming more powerful than Ultima because of how they live their life and how they've become to free themselves of his control, like... It is a very good story. It's a good story showing that, like, the people up top, not paying attention to people down bottom, are going to get destroyed by people down the bottom eventually. And, like, it, it it doesn't overreach, and it honestly, it's kind of a sad, bummer ending, but it's also, uh, they finally did the thing after 16 games, they finally had Final Fantasy in some sort of dialogue or whatever. One of the last things you see is one of the main characters wrote a book called Final Fantasy. Um, um, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's overall, it's very good and enjoyable. And it like, I, I would love to say that this is one of the best games I played in a long time, but there are so many minor issues that push that away from being able to be one of the best games of all time. Like it is a really good game and one of the better games I've played in a long time, but it is, it is a far cry to say it's one of the best, like the, 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 such a minor complaint that would really help this game out. Let me sprint while in a town, because there are a few times you have to go into a town when doing side quests or whatever, where you just have to jog, lightly jog, and like I'm just trying to get this side quest done. Let me run to my next location. Also, streamline being able to get on your chocobo, because in order to ride your chocobo, you have to hold R three while outside of a town. You have to hold R three and he'll w- the, Whoa, the bar. Oh,
0: spoilers! You get to ride chocobos.
1: You get you get ambrosia back. Um, I just told you at the end of the fucking game. Of course. Um, but you get Ambrosia back. You, to, to ride Ambrosia, you have to hold what our, is Ambrosia? his Chocobo from the beginning, during, during the beginning of the game that defended him. Oh, when you're a little kid? Yeah. Man, how the fuck long do Chocobos live in this world? Torgle's fucking 20 something years old. It's- okay. That's, I, that's fair. <laughs> um, but like, it, it, you, you have to hold our three and a little circle will fill up and then he whistles. And then you have to go up to it and you have to hit X to climb up onto your chocobo. Which alright, you have to call your chocobo and then you have to ride your choc climb on your chocobo. Fine, maybe maybe streamline that a bit. Maybe once I hit R three, the chocobo comes out and you get right on it. Don't make me have to wait and hit that extra button. To dismount your chocobo, you have to hold R3 to let the bar fill up. So if there's a couple of enemies you want to go fight it's easier just to have the enemy hit you and knock you off the enemy, or faster, to have the enemy just hit you and knock you off of the chocobo, than it is to hold the button and wait the second or two for it to activate, and then for him to climb off the chocobo. It's like, I don't- I, Yeah, that's, I, that's fucking dumb. I The chocobo is only a little bit faster than when Clive runs, because while out on the field, Clive, as you start to jog, will eventually just start doing a, a sprint. He, the chocobo was only a little bit faster. There were times that it was faster to not call the chocobo and just run there. Um,
0: yeah, no, that's, yeah, like, I don't know. Like I said, like, the, the combat for that game, I, I did enjoy. Yeah. But, to- like, everything else, like, the story was boring. The environments were uninspired. And the, the controls were just, they were completely unintuitive. And because it's the game where it, it's taking some, like, of the, the souls style thing and <clears throat> limiting, like, items. Yeah. Where, like, yeah, you can only have four potions and four high potions. And if you're just, if you're just trying to get Torgold to cast heal and sick or whatever, you may have just accidentally spammed all of your potions yeah. and now you're completely fucked for a boss battle.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, um, I, I kept forgetting how to lock on. Lock on is L1 of all buttons.
0: And it never seemed to work the way I wanted it to. Like, as soon as, like, it doesn't, you don't stay locked on.
1: You do. You like, do. if you lock on. It focuses. Your camera might not have been set properly because there's a way to set the camera to where, like, it always stays on the locked-on enemy. But if you don't have your camera set that way, it's not—the camera's not going to stay on the locked-on enemy. You're just going to lock on and always attack towards the enemy.
0: Yeah, because I—you might be right, because I was having an issue where I'd hit the lock-on and it would focus on them for a minute. But then if I, like, maneuvered my camera to, like, make sure I wasn't running into something else— it would stop locking on to that yeah. enemy and I'd have to do it again.
1: I don't know. I I I forgot how to lock on until twenty hours into the fucking game. And then That's fair. Like like I just I didn't know there was a lock on, really. Like they I'm sure they told me once, but like I played I played most of the game without it. And then like I kept forgetting how to lock on. Um The Icon fights are fantastic. Fighting all of the different summons or at least the few that you fight, you you don't you don't get to fight them all. But uh, of the ones that you get to fight, they are great, with the exception of Odin. I was let down with Odin's fight, because I feel like there was a point in this game, (coughs) from pretty much the point that you encounter to fight Odin, to the point right before you go to the end of the game, when you're first talking with Ultima, or finally, not first, last talking to Ultima right before the end, there's a whole segment here, that feels very Evangelian, we ran out of time and money, so we're just gonna tell you what happened.
0: That's the best way.
1: And it it was it was like the, the Ultima is trying to tell you like, here's how I came to be, here's how the world came to be, here's why things are the way they are, and all it is is him talking. They're not <laughs> animating it, they're not showing it. It's just him talking while rocks are forming and then a sigil shows, and it's the same sigil on each of the rocks. And I'm like, why aren't you showing me this? I'm like, did you run out of time? Cause like, even the Odin fight, you're, um, you're in your full prime icon state fighting Odin for less than 10 seconds. You fight, oh, Od- you fight Odin as Clive, not as Ifrit, which was such a letdown because like, I was the, the fight before that, the fight that you have with Bahamut. Goes so off the wall, Azora's wrath style fight—it's fucking amazing. And then it—you fight Odin as Clive, and it's just such a, like a super letdown and boring and slow. I'm like, this this sucks. This makes no sense at all. And then the final fight, the final sequences are again amazing and awesome. It's just like it felt like they ran out of time and money. And then like the, again, the side quests—there's a lot of side quests that don't really have much reward to them. I remember there was one side quest that I got so mad about yesterday because going into the end of the, right before the end of the game, the second like right before you fight Odin, who is the s- second to last is the last icon you fight before you go to fight uh Ultima for the first time. Um you go to a town that ever that's been basically deserted because everyone's been turned into zombie type things. And there's a pregnant woman there. And you're like, alright, hey, Gav, you stay here. I gotta go fight Odin. You come back and it's like, alright, Gav, take the pregnant woman back to the hideaway. Um, we're gonna go fight Ultima. And you go fight Ultima. And then <clears throat> it, it it goes through everything. And then you unlock the final fight and all of the side quests, which took me four hours. Four hours from six to ten to do all of the last side quests of the game. One of them was, you go talk to Gav, and he's like, this pregnant lady that we found, I'm in love with now, and I'm going to be the stepdad to this child, that literally we've known each other for a a day or two, and I want to make a thing for this child, so I need you, the leader of this organization, to find me a silver chocobo feather. So you go find- Oh, it gets worse. You go find the silver chocobo feather and you bring it to him. And he's like, thank you so much. And he makes the thing that he, that, that, that he wanted to make as a, a, a memento. And Clive's like, send her my regards. He's like, why don't you, why don't you send, why, why don't, why don't you send them yourself? I'm gonna go see her now. Why don't you come with me? I literally looked at my screen and yelled, I don't care about this woman I just met. Why do I have to do this? Which obviously side quests. The answer is I didn't have to do it, but it was yeah, it was it was just there was a lot of really nothingness that side quests were just they were literally there to fluff the game and not there to help progress. Uh, many of the side quest rewards at the end of the game were just rewards to get a trophy to be put into Clive's trophy room so that you all can say that you did everything, and it's frustrating fighting there. At one point they unlock like hunts, big monster hunts. Those were fun because those enemies were fun to fight. It's always like stronger enhanced versions of like smaller monsters and things like that. Uh, this is where you fight the King Behemoth. It's where you fight a, a, a dragon, um, and just a bunch of different enemies. Those were really fun. Those were really good. But again, like the rewards were crafting supplies to make different weapons, which, at the end of the game, once you can... You, I crafted the ultimate weapon, which is an Ultima weapon. You only get that when you unlock Final Fantasy mode. I'll get to that in a second. It's not Ultima weapon. It's something else. It's got some sort of, like, German name. I don't even really know how to pronounce it. Um, and then the last two uh, accessories, which was, like, Ouroboros and Sons of Ouroboros, which the Sons of Ouroboros, which is the last accessory you can make, technically isn't even the strongest accessory because there is a side quest that you can do that gives you an accessory that if you compare the two one gives you one point more health the other one gives you like one point more defense
0: yeah that's a waste of time
1: it is it's absolutely a waste of time everything's made up and the points don't matter you beat the game it's all great the story's great it's emotional it's sad but it's happy and it ends on a happy note and then they tell you you unlock new game plus Awesome, I unlocked New Game Plus. And I was worried, what's going to be the point of New Game Plus? Because, I mean, I'm level 49 of 50. Uh, also, there's no point in, in upgrading any of my icon abilities because I have my ability set. So there's going to be zero progress. What's the point of New Game Plus? Oh, also you unlocked Final Fantasy mode, which is a harder game. And level cap is now 100. And you can combine your pre-made weapons with the same weapon type to make to make them stronger um and then you you can get to level 100 now and that's level cap by the way is level one is 100 and not 50 and that's where i'm all right it's gonna take because i looked this up i told you guys before it's gonna take 20 hours to do new game plus after skipping everything and not doing side quests i'm done i'm done <laughs> that's just too yeah, much yeah like yeah
0: i i don't blame you
1: Like, I want to do it. I enjoyed the game enough to want to do it, but at least right now, it ain't happening. Like, I want to see what this New Game Plus was, because they did really good with the hard mode in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I personally think the best way to play Final Fantasy VII Remake was on hard mode, and I wish that was available right away. Because it made playing the game, you, you had to actually strategize playing the game. You had to actually think about what spells you were using and, 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 and manage your MP because you couldn't use items. But this, I like, I, I don't know how much they're going to be able to enhance the gameplay by just making it harder. I like, I don't know if it's going to be worth the difficulty because there's only so much I can take of that gameplay that I have everything unlocked now. So it's just going to be me getting stronger weapons at this point, and that's it. Which is just going to be no progress, no change in progress, and just boring. Cause it's gonna be me using the same abilities for 20 hours.
0: Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't sound yeah. like any fun.
1: Uh, unless, like, they alter how the abilities work or unlock more abilities in, 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 in Final Fantasy Mode. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I will say though, Odin, best ability. Uh, Shiva, Shiva and Bahamut, uh, fucking suck so much. Um, so you have- you have Garuda, at least, right? You- you had Garuda? Yeah,
0: I I have- I have Phoenix and Garuda, and that's it.
1: So, like, your circle with Garuda was to grab and pull them. When you get Titan, he has, like, a block. When you get Ramu, uh, you can actually target multiple enemies, and then if you hit them with an- if you hit them with the target, and then attack them, it chain lightnings, things. Um, Shiva's is another dodge. Like- phoenixes oh but the only difference is if you get a perfect dodge this one is is a dodge and not like a dash and if you get a perfect dodge it will like it'll flash freeze them but you need that perfect dodge to get that um and then fucking Bahamut's. you hit circle and he starts charging up mega flare and it's up to five levels i think and you can't attack you can't do anything while charging But if you dodge abilities, it charges faster. And then when you can use it, when you use it finally, it randomly hits the battlefield. Like it's constant random attacks on the battlefield. This sucks.
0: That, that's dumb. Odin's was,
1: Odin's was by far the best. Because you pull out your Odin weapon. You don't charge your limit gauge, uh, when you have Odin's weapon out. Um, and every attack, every maneuver you do using Odin's weapon fills up a gauge up to five levels, and it fills up pretty fast, um, up to five levels, if you, you, if, if it's at level five, and you hold square to attack, it's an instant kill on all small enemies, or all enemies that don't have a stagger bar, and it's at least, like, 20 to 30,000 damage on stronger, and it's badass, and it's awesome, and with Odin's abilities, you, like, for instance, I kept using his ultimate, which re, re, refills fast, it charges that up, if you have a certain object, a certain accessory, it will charge it up to four, level four in one use of Odin's ultimate ability. So then you only have to fill it up a little bit. The only downside is it doesn't hit as hard as your normal attacks. But you kind of hit more often and more frequently. So it might be like similar DPS. But that was like, that was the best ability. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16, man, it was, it is somehow still One of the better games I've played in a long time, but also kind of one (laughs) of... I think it's
0: funny that you just spent the last, like, 20 minutes bitching about how bad everything is. You're like, it's a really good game, though. It
1: is, though. (laughs) Like, like it is. There, There are very... Like I said, there's a lot of really good things about this game, but then there's just a lot of small, minor, not great things about this game. And, like, the minor, not good things bring it down... And are the things I have the complaints about. Whereas like the good things are like, I, I love this. And like, I loved the, I enjoyed the story a lot. I didn't think it was too over the top. I didn't think it was too ridiculous. I loved the gameplay. I just thought the game was too long. Um, I, I, I enjoyed some of the side content. I just thought maybe others were just unnecessary or too much. Maybe again, too long. Um, I wish there were better rewards for doing the side stuff, but I enjoy doing the side stuff. Like, it's, it's a lot of like, I like this, but I wanted, th- I need this more. I like that, but this needs to happen. Kind of back and forth, which makes it like, somehow one of the better games you can play, but also somehow some of the worst, or not the worst, but one of like the most mediocre games. That,
0: that's fair. Um, speaking of mediocre though, how's Remnant?
1: Um, so, I played with people who are much, or who, who have been playing since last week. So I got it on s- Saturday. Um, and they had been playing since like the 22nd or whatever. They had been playing since it was, uh, pre-released. And I, having had played, just played Remnant 1, I didn't think it was gonna really matter too much. Um, it does. It does. Apparently levels in this one matter a lot more. And I, there was a few times that I just ha- wasn't having a good time because they were so much stronger than me. And I probably would have had a better time if I were stronger. But overall, it was, it, it is, it is an enhanced, a slightly enhanced version of Remnant. Um, where it's a little bit difficult. It's souls meets destiny. Um, I'm playing as the medic class, but like, I'm kind of wasted playing as a medic class because they're so strong. And I'm not. I'm the only one who's really taking as much damage to need healing, but I'm also never taking any damage because they're killing things in a hit or two. And once I catch up to them, it might be a little bit more, uh, reasonable, but like, I'm kind of just trying to make my way through the story so I can get into the end game content because that's where these games shine. Um, visually it looks really good. Story is, is rem, is, is not really like, it's nothing to write home about. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I, I, I knew I wasn't gonna have as much to say about this as I was about Final Fantasy, uh, but that's that, why i
0: figured mediocre at best
1: yeah i wouldn't say mediocre i wouldn't say mediocre, <laughs> wouldn't say mediocre. It, it's it's a good game if you liked the first one you're definitely going to like this um, well
0: you seem to you were actually pretty pretty high on um on the first one
1: yeah I, I really enjoyed the first one i had a lot of fun playing the first one um but like i made them like play as new characters for the first bit of it and then once i realized oh, level doesn't matter in this game really Um, like whatever your level is doesn't really matter. Like you're 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 only getting up to twenty percent increases in this or that or the other. It's really whatever your build loadout was was which made made it more worth it. Um, in this one, it's more of an RPG style where like you get the experience you gain, you get limited trait points. So once you get sixty trait points, once you reach level sixty, that's all you have across. Or no, not level 60, but once you reach 60 trait points in general, um, that's all you have across all of your different traits, so you then have to build out your character and respec every time you go to do different, like, different builds different characters and different classes. The class system actually matters this time, because they get sp- specific abilities that others don't, uh, and you can't swap them in or out. I'm playing as the medic, so I have, like, uh, my ultimate ability is, like, a heal, um, where, uh, I, I send out an aura and everyone around me heals over time and gets shield at that time. Um, and whereas, like, they're playing as, like, the fighter, which is the close range guy, and I don't really know what they have. And I haven't really been able to pay too much attention to what they have. Um, because, like, if I stay too close to them and they shoot me, I die in generally one hit. Like, that is how strong their weapon is. Um... But yeah, it, it is good so far. What I've played, I am enjoying it. It seems to be still even, like, two weeks in, is or a week and a half in, it's still pretty buggy. They haven't fixed some things. Um Like, there's just, like, general connection errors. And there is... So there was a error in the first game where it'd be like, oh, such and such character is waiting at the crystal, but no one's waiting there. And it would be stuck there until you load into the next screen. That's still in this one somehow. Achieve. Which is like, I mean, it's not like a game-breaking glitch or anything like that, but it's still like, how is, how is this not fixed? What did you not fix about this? Um, but I, I haven't really played with any of the other characters or classes. I want to play as the, the handler of the dog class, but I'm told like he kind of isn't all that great because a lot of the enemies you fight are in the air and he's stuck on the ground. So he's kind of stuck being support and healing instead of attacking. Um, but yeah, it's, I I need to put more time into it, but I, what I've played so far, I did enjoy. Um, and I am inter- interested in continuing that world more. It's probably play that on Sunday. I would have played that more this week if I had just beaten Final Fantasy sooner.
0: <sighs> well, maybe if you were better.
1: Look, I did everything and only reached level 49 and a half. I'm so mad I didn't reach 50. You got no <laughs> you got no experience for the final fight. You got no rewards for the final fight. Oh, that's stupid. Which, like, kind of makes sense, because it's the final fight, there's nothing else, you can't continue forward, except for if you go into New Game Plus, and I'm sure if you create, like, jump into your save, it'll put you before the final fight. So, like, it kind of makes sense, but still, it's like, that would have put, the experience from the final fight probably would have put me in 50 and gotten me that trophy.
2: Oh that's extra lame that there's a trophy. <laughs> I think is I
1: think it's a level 50 trophy it, or it might be level 100. I really don't know. Maybe both. Yeah. I think it's I think there's only one. I'm just not sure which one. I think, I think it's just like reach the level cap or reach level 50 or something.
2: So, a quick question on Remnant. How uh-huh. does it so you said you're playing with people that were like higher level than you and you were running into basically you had to just stand in the back and not mm-hmm. die? Yeah. So does it, like, show enemy levels?
1: It does. It uh, There are enemy levels, and everything was level 5, where I was level 1 or 2.
2: Okay. Because Diablo 4 does something really interesting that I had never thought would really even be possible in a game. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're in a party, or really, even if you're just... Because it's all open, it's MMO-ish, and there's just always random-ass people running around... With the exceptions of certain areas and, like, the Nightmare Dungeon, all the enemies, like, dynamically level two. So, like, if I'm level 40 and some, I'm playing with someone who's level 12, the enemies they're fighting are level 12,
1: but the same enemy for me is level 40. Uh, yeah, so I've, um... See, that's that's one thing I hate about... I will not hate, but like, I, I appreciate that they do that in some games, but then that again, like, that kind of takes away the point of leveling up, because, like, that makes it, th- what they do is they scale, they scale your damage to a general number, basically. So, across everyone, you're all doing the same amount of damage, because there's, uh, there's been other games I've played that have done the same thing, where like, if you're, if there's people who are higher level and you're lower level, it scales your damage to a midpoint for everyone and it scales the health and the enemy's damage to a midpoint. So the lower level enemy is still hitting a little bit harder, but not like super hard to where it's going to kill you in one hit. Um, it, it, it's just like, but then like, when you think about it, it's like, well, what's the point of reaching level 44 if I can run around in the same world as a level one and the level one's going to be able to keep up with uh, it, like I, I, like, I, I like that they do that, but also at the same time, like, man, that's kind of kind of weird and lame. But I also don't really know the overworld concept of Diablo 4 and how much that might change gameplay or how, how often you are going to be running into somebody who's that much stronger than you doing the same stuff. So I don't really know if that, like, really messes with things. Uh,
2: I mean, you run into just people kind of a fair amount. But they have then, like, world tiers where inevitably, eventually you'll stop seeing people once you are, like, you won't see people over level 50 in world tier 1, or t- with rare exception. And you really won't see people over, like, level 70 in world tier 3, mm-hmm. because they'll all be in world tier 4, because that's kind of where the levels of the the monsters stop, is like 50-70. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, like, it's good from a, okay, well it's not like I have to go to specifically ones and to fight the things that are the level that I am standpoint, but also like, like you said, kind of weird to be like, well, I'm level 40 and here's a level two to killing things. Like it's weird, but it's also weird to be like, oh, hey, that thing literally says a different level number for the two of us in a party. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I was, I was letting you guys go. Cause more. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know very little about these games, other than, like, what Richie has said, like, Mm -hmm. previously, so.
1: Well, I think, um, like, Drew, I know you had, you had a bit of a time with the first Remnant, and you probably cut out of that shortly after. I don't know if you ever tried to pick it back up again. Um, I don't know how much this one has changed in, in, in a circumstance of, like, loot and things like that, but there is, like, there is a reason to have different classes. There is, like, there is a build system now in this one that, like, you might be more interested in Remnant 2. Uh, wait for it to be on sale. It's not worth yeah. 50 bucks right now for you. Like, you're, you're you're not that into it. Wait for it to be free or get a demo or whatever. Um, I spent 70 because they gave me the DLC as well. Like, I bought the deluxe version. Games are normally 70 now anyway, so I'm used to it. But I got the deluxe version to get the DLC when that comes out. Um but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoy it. We're we're gonna get more into it over the next couple of weeks. It's it's um yeah. It's it's now like the new main game on stream. But also stream is going Okay. Stream is kinda turning into like a different game every day right now because I don't have any set game that I really feel like I have to beat right away, and I just wanna play what I want to play right now, because I am tired of having super long games.
0: That is totally valid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think this is the most RPGs I've beaten in a year in my life. It three. might be the
0: most RPGs period you've beaten.
1: No, I mean, no, I've, I've, I honestly probably can, it, with the exception of like 21 and 22, cause I didn't really play a lot of art. Well, no, I played, I played, uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I still never beat, cause it, I just kind of fell on it. Like, with the exception. Yeah, again, you didn't beat it. What's that? You didn't beat it. No. It doesn't count. But like, with the exception of those two years, Um, I used to play a lot of RPGs, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, I guess, well, I mean, it was an expansion, but, like, Yuffie's Story, um, like, those are longer games, um, I, I used to do, like, at least one RPG a year, I'd enjoy RPGs, like, I, I remember, uh, what was it, um, Last Remnant, it was on the 360, that game was great. I remember
0: that, that game.
1: That game was great, that was a sad story, too, sad ending, um, and then I, I can't remember other RPGs. I never played. Uh, was it Infinite Undiscovery? Was one of them?
0: That that was a game. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think that was one that I might have never beaten. Actually, I can't remember if I beat that because that There's was also like a
0: Lost Odyssey.
1: I had never played Lost Odyssey. I know that, and I know I wouldn't really want. I didn't really want to at the time because all of the sad story stuff was Evangelion. They they just wrote it in images, and you had to read that. And I was like, fuck this. Oh, um, uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I know Infinite Undiscovery had like a very weird, interesting battle system. Um, also, uh, Lost Rhapsody. Fantastic RPG. I think that's what it was. Is it Lost Rhapsody or?
0: So look, my big question for you. Uh-huh. When are you going to get to Mega Man Battle Network? The best RPGs.
1: Um, uh, I don't know. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Uh, before i play uh any rpgs in general that's disappointing i am I, disappointed. I just i need a break from them i need a break from them you're disappointed was, was it bach that, that, that game was about or oh eternal sonata not last of Us. Yeah, I was going to say you're th- if you're if you're thinking
0: of, of classical music you're thinking of eternal sonata
1: eternal sonata was such a good fucking game it's chopin too not even bach
0: blue dragon another RPG. I, you know
1: i never actually really played through blue dragon um I never beat it. I, I played like one or I played a little bit of it. But never beat it.
0: Legend of Dragoon, another RPG.
1: Such a good RPG. Another one I've never been able to beat. And it's just true hard. you're a
0: bit you're a fan of that one, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I've never beaten that one either though. Like I feel like I've gotten to the second disc. Pretty sure I have a copy of it sitting right here.
0: I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a copy of it behind yeah. me on the shelf right now. I that's one of the games that like people um have been like wanting a remake. Or remaster of? Like, just sure. some sort of, like, modern updating to it?
1: I'm pretty sure they're working on it.
0: I don't think anything's been, like, officially confirmed. It's just a lot of rumors.
2: Yeah, but no, ma- definitely nothing confirmed that I've ever seen. I yeah, think just I, a lot I, of people wanting it.
0: So, like, there have been, like, some developers that have been like, that would be cool. Um, and I think think it might have been on one of those, like, weird leak lists for, like, um the NVIDIA Shield or something like that.
1: Oh, no. What it is, uh, it's it's on PS Plus Premium, is what it is. Is what I was thinking of. Oh,
0: yeah, but, okay. Yeah, that, I do remember yeah.
1: that. Like, it was, like, a slight, like, maybe a little bit of an up-res or something like that, but nothing, like, major.
0: Nice. Well, you want to move on and do the last, last little thing real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's go, because yeah. we've been going long. The- we have. That's why I'm... I'm trying to move us along. You and your fucking games to play.
1: Okay, I tried to stop Remnant like ten minutes ago.
0: <laughs> um, so I finished Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Mom, it's done. It's over. It. I. It actually ended in the mid '90s. So, you know, I'm I'm late to the game, but I finished it. How was it? You know what? It was. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those those series where it is very easy to read. Like I'd imagine. Like, you just, all of a sudden, like, like, you're like, I'm gonna read a chapter. And then all of a sudden, like, an hour goes by and you've read, like, 14 chapters, 15 chapters, 20 chapters, however many. Um, and it's not, the manga is actually pretty different from the anime. Um, cause, like, the anime, obviously, like, there's the filler, but, um, there are some scenes that play out differently and scenes that just hit differently when it, when it's animated and everything. Um, a lot of the Super Saiyan transformations actually don't feel, as impactful, um, are you in the sa- manga.
1: Are you saying five minutes of somebody screaming is needed to realize how much of an impact Super Saiyan transformations are? And the change of no. color from black to yellow hair?
0: So, I mean, you get the color change in theory because it goes from black to not colored at all. True. Um, but no, so like, even in the original, it like, in the original, in Dragon Ball Z, when Goku goes Super Saiyan for the first time, he does not scream for five minutes. That's Super saying 3. That scene, that's fucking crazy. It is one panel. One fucking panel. Maybe two in the manga. It is literally like 15 minutes of Goku screaming as the anime flashes to all the characters going, What is that power? Is that Goku? What the fuck is he doing?
3: Yeah, I remember
0: uh, that. And Ve- You never get to see it, but Vegeta's in the afterlife. This son of a bitch held back. He said he wasn't gonna hold back and he fucking held back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so in the manga, like, this, like, Super Saiyan transformation is just, like, it's a page. Like, Kr- Kr- Krillin goes boom. Goku tells Gohan to go away. Um, it's, it's, like, laid out similarly. Like, the scenes that, that you can, like, picture in your head of Goku doing, like, transforming for the first time. Um, like, that is how it's drawn. It's just, in the show it, it it takes a little bit longer there's a little more drama to it um seeing him like like seeing him actually flash between the black and yellow hair as like it stands up like it just hits different animated than it yeah. does on the page um same thing like when gohan actually both times gohan transforms are like when he becomes a super saiyan for the first time in in the anime and the manga it's very much downplayed like it's almost like a okay yeah like We basically told you this is what we were gonna do, so it's not a big deal. Um, but like the anime still made it feel a little bit more important. Um, I feel like the manga, it just fucking happened. Like, they're, they're sparring, and then all of a sudden his hair is just not colored in, and then it, it, then it's, he's back to normal, and Goku's like, cool, you did it. We're gonna go get, um, give you a haircut now. And in the anime, I remember like, there was like conversation between the two of them in, in the anime where like, Gohan felt like, a, he was holding Goku back because Goku wasn't able to focus on getting stronger himself because he was focusing on getting Gohan to transform first. And then him arguing with him, like, egging him on to actually use his full power because an enemy wasn't going to hold back. So, like, how is that going to get him where he needs to be? Mm-hmm. And then, like, like, there's, like, the scenes of him actually transforming. And it is brief because, like, it is not as important since it, it happens during, like, basically during the training arc. Um, but it's it, there's even less of it in the manga. It, it really is, like, just two panels. Um, and then, again, like, when he goes Super Saiyan 2 for the first time, it is drawn out a little too much in the anime because it, it does, it's, like, end of one episode, beginning of the next episode, so it's just, it feels like a lot. But the build-up to that, um, like, the Cell Juniors attacking everybody, Hercule having to, like, carry Android 16's head the androids, like, full, like, speech and everything. It just felt more impactful in the anime, in a way. hmm Um, it was still cool to see it that way. And, like, I I feel like people don't often give Toriyama, like, the credit. Like, that dude fucking could draw. I don't know, I don't know how much he still does, like, art now, because I know he is not drawing Dragon Ball Super. Um, but, like, this stuff from, like like, Dragon Ball and Z from, like, the 80s into the early 90s, fucking looks better than a lot of the shit that is being released today like i would rather see art that looks like dragon ball over like what i'm getting out of my hero right now Because like my heroes like it's a it's a they're very different styles but like my hero is just very chaotic there's too much going on on the panel it's just it's fucking hard to figure out what the hell like who's who and what's happening between them whereas like okay. um during the second tournament arc in the original Dragon Ball, it's when, um, when Tien and Chao Tzu were introduced. Uh huh. Um, there's a fight where Goku does a thing and the announcer and, like, like the other people basically have to, like, be like, not even the an announcer because he has no fucking clue what's going on. But everyone's like, oh, Goku just hit him three times. And if you, like, flip back a page and look at the image of Goku, like, hitting the person, His arm is drawn in triplicate, like, like the, it's drawn, like, not with motion blur, but, like, so it, you can tell that, like, there was, like, fast movement there, and it's Uh three, indicating that he hit him three times, and, like, it's clear as day, like, it's not like you have to squint and turn the page, like, you just have to look at that one panel on the page, and you're like, oh, shit, like, he actually hit him three times. Like, it's a small enough detail that you're not going to notice if you're just reading normally, but, like, if you go back, flip the page, and look at it, you're like, oh, holy shit, like, yeah, that is right there on the page. And just all the movement, like, he, he's very simple with what he does. Like, he, like, he just uses, like, like, lines to, like, indicate, like, movement, like, like, straight or vertical, depending on which direction they're going in. Mm -hmm. And, like, it perfectly shows you that, like, oh, Goku and Tien are moving incredibly fast in opposite directions. Like, easy. But, like, so clear, so crisp, like, it tell, it, it conveys what's happening, um, Without you having to read the words to see what's happening. And like, that's what that sort of medium is supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to uh-huh. look at a comic book or like manga and be like, this, these pictures are telling a story. Like, the words are expanding on that story, but the pictures are telling the story. Mm-hmm. And fucking Toriyama's art is telling the story. And that's just impressive. Cause it, yeah, what, 30 years old? More, mm-hmm. uh, almost 40. 40. Cause I, like, Dragon Ball is almost 40. Yeah. Um, and also like, Dragon Ball very pleasant, like, it has its problems, like, all of the, the, all of the, like, the sexual humor in it is just, when you're, like, young, and, like, if, like, you watch this on, like, Cartoon Network in, like, 2000, like, you don't necessarily pick up on, like, how fucking gross some of this stuff is, but, like, that stuff is, like, it's bad. Like, it was unnecessary, but, like, there's enough good to go around it that, like, it doesn't make you forget that stuff happened, but it's, like, this is still an enjoyable series even for its problems. Uh Uh-huh. Which, I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, like, in some cases, like, the problems in the manga, like, they definitely play them up more in some cases in the anime, from what I remember. Like, um, the one that that sticks out the most is at the end of Z, um, when Gohan is training with the old Kai, like, getting his powers unlocked, um, Goku bribes him with, um, he initially... Tries to tell Gohan that he had to make, um, make Videl, like, do something with him. Um, but then when Gohan declines, uh, he, he then changes his mind and goes, Oh, I'll, I'll just get Bulma. And, like, in Goku's head, like, it's not a big deal, but it's still kind of messed up. And the mo, the, the anime just, I feel like I remember the anime, them, like, dwelling on it more and making it seem more vulgar than what the manga did. The manga was just like, hey, I'll introduce you to a pretty lady, which like still has its problems because Goku is first offering up a teenager and then offering up like somebody against their will to meet like this creepy old alien man. But like, it's not overtly sexual the Mm -hmm. way the anime did it. So yeah, that's my rant on that. But yeah, enjoyable. I don't have to read Dragon Ball again. Um, (laughs) I do have to catch up on Super. Like I'm... I'm curious what they're doing with that, and I'm, like, several months behind, but that is a monthly book now, so it's not... Like, several months is only, like, maybe six chapters, but good times. Good times. I recommend going and reading Dragon Ball. All of it is on the Shonen Jump app. You can just do the, um... It's split between the two series, so Dragon Ball and Z. And I think they have, up from the the entire Saiyan and Frieza sagas, they have a version on Shonen Jump that's actually colored. So it's not just the black and white.
3: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. I don't know that they've gone any further than that. But I know they have um up through the Frieza saga done. So, yeah, that's all. Dragon Ball. <coughs> fun. I like it. Nice. Um Kid Goku, definitely better than adult Goku.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, like, adult Goku's the worst dad ever, so.
0: You know what? In the, a- it, uh, in the anime, in the manga, he is, but he also isn't as bad.
1: He's not he's the worst dad ever in the manga, just not as bad as in the anime, the adaptation that more people have seen.
0: Yeah. And like he's definitely yeah, worse in the, Super.
1: The, the anime had a lot more just random bullshit for
2: him to be a bad dad in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: My my favorite thing that I noticed in the manga during I want to say it was bef- it was during the Cell Saga. Yeah. Um it was in the um like the it, the the bit after um after Gohan and Goku get out of, um, the, the training chamber, um, the room of spirit in time, and like they're just chilling for that week before the, before the tournament, um, Goku is driving a car, um, which means that somewhere in, in, in this timeline, the fucking episode where Piccolo and Goku go get the driver's licenses
1: happened. But they never got their driver's license.
0: They never show it on panel in the manga, because that was a filler episode, but that scene in the manga means that Goku went and got a driver's license.
1: But in the anime, they never got a license. He denied giving them the license because... I thought he
0: ended up getting it at the end, because he was driving later on.
1: As far as I can remember, it's been a long time since I've seen that episode, as far as I can remember, the driving instructor denied giving them a license because, and I'm pretty sure this is a direct quote, you can fly, why do you need to drive?
0: I vaguely remember that, but I think, I think there is a reference later that they did end up getting them, because the episode, like, there is a scene in the show where Goku's driving, because it's the scene where, um, um, uh, Cell kills a bunch more people, and Goku leaves and gets Dende to resurrect the, um, Dragon Balls. So, yeah. Um, I was gonna say something else about Dragon Ball, and now I forget what it fucking was. Shit. Oh, but yeah, Kid Goku, he's just, he's goofy, and he's just looking for a good time. Like in the best way, like and like some some of his like bigger accomplishments were like almost like accidents. Like when he goes to fight the Red Ribbon Army, like he's j- he's initially just looking for the four star Dragon Ball. Like that's all he wants. He doesn't want all of them. He just wants the four star because that was his grandfather's. Um, and he just he has to keep beating the, these fucking guys up. And like their entire motivation for winning the Dragon Balls is because the leader wants to be taller. Um, but near the end, they kill one. They kill like. A friend like somebody that like was helping him and so after that happens he beats the guy that killed him which was General Tao um, and then goes and he's like alright I'm just gonna go get the rest of the Dragon Balls and we'll wish your dad back and he then goes and takes on the entire army at their base and it's just this this bit where like he's just they don't even show a lot of it in the, in the manga he just goes through and just beats them all meanwhile like all of his friends find out what he's doing and they're like panicking, and they're they're like trying to get there before he gets there to like either stop or help him. And by the time they get there, he has already beaten the entire army, and like has no scratches on him. Mm-hmm. Like has just taken out an entire army on his own. And this is like little kid Goku, who like he can't fly. Like he he can, he can do a Kamehameha, but like it's not like the Kamehameha. And like yeah, he just he he has a stick that grows, and he just beats everybody. And then, like, he literally, he, he, he gets rid of his, um, his tail weakness. The, this is one thing I thought was weird. So, in Dragon Ball Z, um, like, the whole way that they beat Raditz is because he's, he, he's still got the tail weakness. <clears> they <throat> make like, a big deal about that. Um, Goku, like, halfway through the series, gets rid of his tail weakness as a 12-year-old. Off-panel. Like, Master Roshi just goes, yeah, like, just go train on your own. The next tournament is in three years. You should make it so that your tail isn't your biggest fucking weakness. And he shows up three years later, and somebody grabs his tail, and he pretends that it hurts. And he's like, nope, sorry, just kidding. Like, I got rid of that. I'm, I'm- like, why did what? Why did you think that fucking... Like, if you could do it, why wouldn't this guy who's stronger than you and has been fighting his entire life do it?
1: Because, because nobody told them to just get rid of it. No. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Saiyans are, like, were or like, were the most feared race in all of the universe. Uh, strongest race ever. If somebody was able to get close enough to a Saiyan to grab their tail, they would probably have killed the Saiyan. So Saiyans probably never trained to strengthen their tail because they should have been trained well enough to be able to kill anything that gets anywhere near them.
0: I mean, yes, that's... Yes. But you figure... By the time Vegeta and Nappa show up, they're both just like, what are we, bitches? That's not a weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, we even, we even had that weakness since we were children. Raditz was a bitch. <laughs> True. Um, but like, at that point in the series, like, Raditz was stomping the fuck all over them. Um, like, Goku got rid of the weakness before he got rid of his tail. Like, Kami's the one that got rid of his tail. Which, I, I don't think I ever realized that Kami removed Goku's tail when he trained him so that he could resurrect the moon. Like, I remembered Master Roshi blowing up the moon, and then I remembered Piccolo blowing up the moon. I never remembered that Kami, like, got rid of Goku's tail so that he could bring the moon back.
1: I didn't know that they blew up the moon either time.
0: Yeah, so, um... But I never really during paid the
1: attention f- to Dragon Balls.
0: During the first tournament saga, Goku, um, turned into the giant ape while fighting Master Roshi in the, the finals of the match. And everyone thought Master Roshi was about to kill Goku with a powered up Kamehameha, but he just blew up the fucking moon. Um, and then in the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, when Piccolo is training Gohan, Gohan transforms and Piccolo blows up the moon <laughs> again. And there, but there's actually a line at the end of Dragon Ball where Goku's like, oh yeah, like Kami didn't, Kami wanted to remove my tail for some reason. It, it was, it had something to do with resurrecting the moon, but I don't hmm. get it. Cause up to that, like up to the beginning of Dragon Ball, um, Z, Goku never learned that he turned into the giant monkey and killed his grandfather. Oh, jeez. Like, I don't think he learned that Saiyans did that until fighting Vegeta. Hmm. So, there's uh, that.
1: Real quick, um, I'm just gonna start, like, near the bottom the paragraph. Goku carries the bus back to safety and returns to the instructors who are applauding them. The elderly man tells them that even though they have failed the test, he would trade his license any day for a chance to fly. The young woman agrees. With the two, re- when the To return home, Chi-Chi finds out they failed the test and faints yet again. That's how the episode ends.
0: Okay, so it must be the episode where they have the license, where it's, like, offhandedly mentioned. Uh, I mean... Because he he definitely drives in a later episode.
1: Or he just drives without a license. He's Goku. He's a bad dad. So I
0: think, um... Because that that bit was during the three years that they were training. Like, that was pre-Androids. And then him driving was post-Cell becoming perfect.
1: I don't remember. So. But, yeah. And
0: I think that'll do it. No, that that's gonna be it. Unless you guys have anything else you wanna say.
1: Nope. No. it right. was Gert- ready I, half an hour. <laughs> no. I, I, Sorry. I, I bought Go read my, Dragon Ball. I bought myself books for my birthday. It's the Jurassic Park books that I'm probably never gonna read, but I wanna read. I Mother
0: am Dragon actually... Ball. So, like, true story, I am going to read Jurassic Park in September. Nice. So, if you wanna read it in September, I will force you to fucking read it.
1: Force me to read it in September. If I don't okay. read it by
0: then. Okay, that works. Um, But yeah, I think that's going to do it. So uh, in two weeks, we are going to be talking about Less Than Jake's Anthem and Stand Atlantic's Fear. Um, but other than that, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, other places as well. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash online or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash video, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what is your streaming?
1: Uh, Twitch.tv slash be underscore walnuts, youtube.com slash at b walnuts, and probably kick soon as well, since I'm soundless streaming, might as well do them all. Um, check me out, Variety Streaming, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, the day this releases, August 3rd, is my birthday. We're doing a birthday stream starting around 5 o'clock Eastern Time. We're going to start with some Exo Primal, move to some Jackbox Party Pack 3, Uh, and then maybe Among Us, if we have enough people, maybe some Mario Kart. I don't know. We'll see. I'm planning, like, 5 to Midnight, something like that. We'll see what happens, though. So come check it out.
0: Nice. Also, if I forget to say something tomorrow, happy birthday.
1: You're going to forget, but thank you.
0: Yeah. I got a long day tomorrow, so I very well might. But happy birthday anyway. Thank you. Otherwise, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. See you. Bye.